I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susan. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. He finally got it this time. He was ready for it this time. I was. <laughs> and I was like, ready. And I'm JT. <laughs> I'm here too. But... Um, <laughs> Is that your impression? I'm JT? here too. I'm, I am country, but I'm not that country. I was say, honey. Uh, Yosemite Sam kind of feel. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Let's do some ghosts in there. That's how I perceive JT on a regular basis. <laughs> What? Perfect, perfect. Because he's really excitable. And That's then, true. um, nations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's be- it's probably because we just had like a conversation about how JT says the word boil very odd. He does um, say it like bowl. Yes. And, and Chris That's was like, excuse me. Uh, well, I was trying to think, oh, a buller. What, what bo- is a Because bo- yeah. I was like, maybe it's a cryptid. <laughs> a bo- the buller. The, the buller is out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and so, That's therefore, funny. JT is Yosemite Sam in my head. It there makes a lot of sense, though. The fieriness, the yeah. red hair. You um, get him one of those big hats and two guns. Exactly. So, all right, before we get started, I want to thank our new pair of junkies this week uh, Megan Baker, Ashley Blackman, Michelle Price, Michael Guinu, and Mel Ellis. Thank you so, so much. Seriously. Um, and to all the all, all of our pair of junkies, just thank you so, so much for just sticking with us. And really, we, we love you all. So welcome to the family, y'all. Yes. Welcome to the Parajunkie family. Uh, thank you for enjoying our nonsense and <laughs> and wanting more of it. We really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you aren't already a Parajunkie and you want to become one, definitely consider doing it because yeah. we always have really fun content coming out on there. So you can find us on Patreon under the Savannah Underground. Yes. But. We are doing some crazy stuff in season two, this season. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming for you. We're trying out new, new things. Some might work, some might not. However, one thing we do know works is telling people's ghost stories. Uh, people really, really like to hear us tell the stories and then talk about them. Therefore, Madison, what do we want? Uh, yes. If you have a ghost story, uh, and you don't have to be a, a para junkie to send it to us. Um, if you just listen to the podcast normally and you have a good ghost story, please send it to us because we want to read our, um, viewers stories and react to them and kind of chat about what they could be and things like that so if you've got one uh you can dm uh, DM us on instagram under the most haunted city on earth or if you want to email it to us you can do that as well um you can email it to john taylor at red eye film productions um yes an s at the end of red eye film productions yes um so if you have one please send it to us and we will read it on the show yes and john is j-o-h-n not j-o-n mm-hmm it's mm-hmm. probably time that we uh, we got a dedicated email. Yes. 
Yeah. That is true. You know, honestly, it's not a bad idea. Hauntedcity at gmail.com. Hauntedcity, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we'll send just, it there. We'll, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll announce in future episodes. But yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right. For right now, though, um, Instagram's the best. Or, but if you don't have Instagram for some reason, you can email it to JT. Yes. So. Cool, cool. All righty. So uh, this episode, we are talking about haunted houses, our favorite haunted house stories around Savannah, because I guess we realized that there were, there's a lot of haunted houses that we've covered, but there are particular stories that they just haven't come up yet. And so Mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of like fine tune and exact, uh, you know, that process and just hit some of the stories that we thought about. Oh, we haven't told that one on the podcast. Oh, we haven't told that one on the podcast. Absolutely. And many ghost story, uh, haunted houses only have one ghost and Mm -hmm. we tend to be focusing on the more elaborate ghosts and the more you know, ensconced ghost houses, uh, and and when we come back around, it's like, oh well, you know, there there are houses that just have one solid story that mm-hmm. kind of defines the house, the ghosts. Absolutely, exactly. Um, so I'll kick it off with the Foley House, which is one of my favorite stories, just because I think it's. Um, very uh, morbid. It's <laughs> so, um, but it basically uh, the Foley House used to be a boarding house of sorts. Uh, so it was run by a woman um, who, you know, she just ran the house by herself and things like that, Mrs. Foley. And they got like a lot of different characters that would go through the house because, you know, um, when you have a boarding house, a lot of times you get the snake oil salesmen, you get, you know, the sailors or travelers and things like that. So a lot of them good, a lot of them bad. Um, so one night there was a snake oil salesman who came and stayed at the house and he had a particular interest in Mrs. Foley. Uh, she was not about it at all. Um, so she denied his advances and things like that. But that night he tried to sneak into her room. And so he like basically tried to take advantage of uh, Mrs. Foley. And she ended up grabbing the nearest object uh, to her bed. And that object ended up being a candelabra. And so she would take it and smash it into the guy's head. Um, So basically, she was left with a dead body, which is not great for business. So... um, (laughs) Well, little did she know one day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. But at this time, you know, she was like, oh, God, I have a dead body now and I need to get rid of him. (laughs) Dead body. So so she did. By the morning, the body was gone. Nobody thought anything of it because he was a snake oil salesman. They were like, oh, he must have just already left town, things like that. Um, Little did anyone know until multiple years later uh, when they were doing restoration on the home, a body would fall out of the wall with a hole in the center that looked like uh, about candlestick width. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Um, and the kicker was, is that Mrs. Foley's brother was a brick mason. And so she, he came that night and helped her put the body into the wall and he patched it up real quick before anybody woke up the next morning. And so that is one of my favorite stories it's to tell people. It's a great people. story. It absolutely is. And it, the interesting thing is a lot of that is conjecture. Yes. <laughs> Only because we don't know. We, we don't have a firm understanding. That's a, that's a, a good representation because we don't even know who the guy is. Exactly. Um, they call him Wally because he was 
bricked up in a wall. That's <laughs> what they call the ghost, Wally. <laughs> and they see him. They yes. see this ghost. And what's interesting is the ghost that they see is a man in a top hat, mm-hmm. um, well-dressed, well-to-do. And it turns out that a man, uh, a wealthy uh, businessman, went missing around the same time. And so, the, the yeah. And, and there are people who believe that it was, it was even more structured mm-hmm. than the than the story of the attack because there is some belief that um, this was a, a system of gentleman suitor mm-hmm. and uh, acquiring his wealth and getting his money and getting his stuff. And it was like, oh, that's an interesting take on the story. That is an interesting yeah, take. Yeah, because it was fascinating because uh, the story of him being uh, this, the snake oil salesman is is the prolific and, 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 and most repeated story. But when you go looking for it, you're like, oh, that's interesting because that is what what is supposed to happen mm. but of course it's not like there was a diary that absolutely detailed it all out or sure. or even a registry of sure. the people who were staying so you know, people just figured that that was the most likely story but again uh the brother being a bricklayer you know coming over and bricking it up in the middle of the night some people think it might have been a little premeditated Oh. Because of the speed at which it happened. Oh. You know, because a lot of people say it happened in one night. The, the wall went up in one night. And it's like, can you do that, like, in a panicked call? You know, okay, all right, I'll just bring some bricks yeah, bring over. Bricks and, 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 the, and, and the mortar. The mortar and, and, and all of that. And, like, and, and do they you don't have, have Home Depot. And yeah. do I knock the wall down? Yeah. Do I, you know, do these things? So it was They don't have Home Depot back then. Um, so it's like, it's like he has all that just chilling. Well, he has well, a, that a was mason. His, that was his job. Okay, so, so I guess he had yeah. Does he have to spare? Because that's another thing is, that's true. you know, having that much, you know, enough for a wall to spare. And then it's like, was it a cubby? Was it a cubby they walled in? Lots of questions, but I, I do love the Foley House story because it's so intriguing. Oh, it's so it's, fun. it's just like, what? And her name has always been a problem to me. Yes. Because it's Honoria or yes. Honoria. Uh, it's honor with an IA at the end. Uh, so if anybody knows how to pronounce that, because I've been telling that story for going on 25 years. Mm-hmm. And every time I just say Mrs. Foley. Yeah, I, that's Because why I, I don't just, know, because honoria sounds yeah. like a, a digestive disorder. Exactly. Honoria's <laughs> got a bad case I, of honoria. And that's why I always honoria. cut it because. Honoria. Honoria, yes. sounds, honoria right. sounds beautiful. Yeah. And honoria. It's, you know, it, honor. We'll name her Honoria. Honoria. And, honoria. Um, honoria. <laughs> honoria. Honoria. <laughs> you got a bad case of the honorias. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so that was the reason why I ended up cutting her name in general is right. because one, I didn't know how to pronounce it properly, but also um, I try to avoid giving drunk people an, even an inch to go off yeah, of. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, because when you do ghost work, um, you deal with a lot of intoxicated people. Um, and if you even slightly hint at anything that could be made into a joke, they'll, mm. they'll never let it go. It will be for the rest oh, yeah. of your tour. Right. The, so the, I don't give anybody an inch. <laughs> so for sure. it's just way easier to be Mrs. Foley. So where is the uh, Foley house located? It's on Chippewa Square. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is also it's one of the weird things because it's, it's, yeah. it's in the row of townhouses oh, on the west south. side, on the, on oh, the south, south 
West side, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's it's kind of tucked in there. Like behind so the church on the corner there. Yeah, you, you yeah, You start yeah. to see the row of houses. And one of the interesting things about Savannah, uh, the square system, oh. is that each square was supposed to serve as its own like little ward and township. So they they had their own responsibilities and they would com- have commerce with other squares. That's why there's so many churches yeah. in Savannah is each square seemed to have its own church and congregation. Sure. So the people would live in these little houses down the lane, well, not lanes, the, um, the off-crops of that central green space that was supposed to be used for ar- agriculture sure. and now is used for um, partying. very you- confusing <laughs> uh, memorials. Yeah. It's is, like, why? Is it a private residence or can you go see it? No, no, no it's, it's a, a bed breakfast. Yeah, it's still a bed no. breakfast. Yes, we can get the room. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And do it, d- does it do it? Does it um, uh, still have the bricks? Uh, like 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 pieces of the brick. I don't uh, believe so. No, or where yeah. the wall stood. Any, any, I think they they will point out yeah. where it is. It's like here, but it's and, like you know. I haven't been inside the house in twenty, maybe eighteen years. Um, so I don't know if they've renovated it at all. But there was at one time a place where they're like, and this is where the body was found. Got because it. they also are not shy. Oh, at least yeah. they weren't. They weren't shy about it, uh, about ghosts and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that story. Because it's a good story. Let's face it. It's, it's a good story. Because yeah. at, at the very base of it was this really, you know, strong woman mm-hmm. who was running her business and took care of business. So, exactly. You know. exactly. Not for sure. Um, did he smell, though? Did he stink? That's what I want to know. Like, like, how did she mask that? I mean, well, I actually get think that brick, when you um, when you brick something in with mortar and seal it shut, that does a lot to stave off the smell. Okay, um, and also back in the day, everything smelled. It, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. You know, the horses just doing their business everywhere. Someone should have told Gacy that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know, here's the thing, though. This happened in the 1800s, so yeah. it's, you know, it, it's going to stink in general. But, like, think about all the other places in Savannah where people were buried in yep. walls and, like, yeah. things like that. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love how, I love how it's right. like, think of all the other places in Savannah where people were buried in walls. Like, I mean, it's all over the place. Bodies just hanging out. Just body just hanging yeah. out. The Marshall House. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, there are we people mini London? Are haunted, right? by, haunted by the smell. Yes. At the Marshall House. Some people at the Marshall House, mm-hmm. one of the things that they will say is that they smell rot yeah. and they smell, you know, this, this stench and it's just fleeting. It like yeah. comes and goes and it's like so weird. Okay. It's Tell me another. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> so another one, uh, cause we've talked about the Hampton uh, or not the Hampton, excuse me, the Hamilton Turner Inn before, mm-hmm. but I got a new story. Uh, so this one came to me recently because I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, people just tell me their ghost stories without me asking uh, because they're like, oh, yeah, you're the ghost lady. I'm going to tell you my story. So I was talking to this woman um, who I'm like, you know, friends with. She runs a lot of the vintage markets that pop up in Savannah, me being a vintage lady. I um, vintage lady. I, uh, I go to them all. And so she and I are... Um, Uh, like, you know, have had many conversations, but she told me about how she, before she started her vintage company, she used to work at a lot of the bed and breakfasts in Savannah. So she worked at the Hamilton Turner Inn and, um, she was telling me how she never had a problem with the house. Like, yeah, she heard the kids and the pool walls and stuff. She's like, oh, that's true. You know, that's, uh, but she's like, I was never afraid of the house. Like, she's like, there's been places that I've worked where the ghost scared me, but that was never the one until she got pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
And so, oh, yes. yeah. And so she got pregnant and every time she would be at the top of the stairs, she would oh, feel no. hands on her back. <gasps> like it was trying to push her down the stairs. And one time she almost did fall like completely. And she had to quit because it would happen to her every time she came to work. And then it got to the point where it was going to be too dangerous because she was so heavily pregnant that she's like, if I fell, like it, yeah, would, it would, it would really do a lot of damage. And so she had to leave the house. Yeah. Um, but I'd never heard another person talk about. Oh boy, you I'm have. sure you have. You know, oh my no. Gosh. What's really weird is because this was a story that was very difficult to verify and very difficult to understand. So the, the Hampton, uh, the Hamilton Turner Inn. I always do that. Uh, had it's- had many uh, different and strange histories. As a matter of fact, uh, if you're familiar with Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, it is the location of Joe Odom and Nancy Hillis, Nancy, uh, Mandy, if you watch the movie, uh, uh, did a piano bar in the Hamilton Turner Inn. Um, lots of different things. But one story that came up was that in the lower quarters of this building in the late 1800s, you know, I might have my dates wrong, but there was a period of time when uh, there was a doctor who would perform illegal abortions. Really? Shut in that building. Up. So when you said pregnant, I was like, oh no. Because <gasps> that was a big thing. And, and the story as it was told, and again, this was one of those things that because I could never find the appropriate information on it, I just kind of like tucked it away. But the story goes that um, he would hang a white um, curtain in his window when he was in so that women could go in and get their illegal abortions. Wow. wow. Yeah. And, and, have, and, people, wow. and people say wow. that he performed many, many because of the rampant sexual assault, because of the rampant, wow. you know, and when you think about how very little uh, resources, <laughs> especially uh, yeah. uh, um, contraceptive resources of that period and young women getting pregnant and a city of immaculate reputation like your reputation meant everything in savannah and if you were you know in any way Mm -hmm. caught in something scandalous you know having somebody who would perform that and again it was kind of one of those stories that when it comes across your table like that's an amazing story but it's a little odd because how do you prove it how do you find it Mm -hmm. it's not like there's going to be a lot of reporting on it and if there is what kind of reporting is it but Mm -hmm. i do recall uh, the framework of the story was when pregnant women are in that building, they feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Wow. As if the doctor is still trying to do his job. Whoa. I have to tell her that. Yeah. She's yeah, but that's not the way to do it. Goodness yeah. gracious. Push him down but, the stairs, you know. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Keep that's, in mind that that's what resources does he really have and how much of him is diminished is, to just yeah. a single action of, yeah. oh my of, of end the pregnancy, end Yo. the pregnancy. End yeah. the pregnancy. Okay, go ahead and plug her business because that was a good story. When yeah, you go, so give her she, a shout out. Um, she runs Old Fashioned Bazaar, uh, which is the markets that um, basically... Uh, they do pop-up markets like multiple times um, a year. 
and whatnot. They're all themed. She needs to be a guest. She does. Yeah, she's really cool. Um, she also owns, uh, what is her particular uh, business? Give me one second, y'all. Uh, but we'll tag her and things like that. But her main jam is Old Fashioned Bazaar. So definitely follow them on Instagram because they have great um, Oak Road Vintage. That is her personal vintage. What is it? Okra? Oak Road. Oak Road. All right. Oak Road Vintage. All right. Yeah. That's her personal vintage um, cool. shop Road. and stuff. But sh- yeah, it's a great vintage market. They do it all the time. They did nope. one in Moon River. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the basement of Moon in River. The basement of Moon River. Yeah, Edie was there. If y'all uh, remember Edie, who was our, one of our very first oh, guests. Or we need to have her back. Yes. Yes. What are we doing? Yeah. Season, yeah. Two. Season two. Season two. Season two. Yes. Um, she's it, our highest viewed episode ever. Well, yeah, because yeah. she's well, awesome. She has, and she has an amazing following. She yeah. does. Absolutely. And if you don't follow her on TikTok, follow her on TikTok. She puts out amazing Savannah ghost so content. Good. Yeah. So good. That and like what to do in Savannah yeah. at that oh, yeah, moment. Yeah. Just, like, she's yeah. like She's like a Savannah influence. Yeah, absolutely. Full blown. Absolutely. Yeah, Salt Waves and, and Spanish Moss. That's Eni's. Salt Waves and Spanish Moss. Um, TikTok, so definitely right. follow her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely have um, our, our formerly pregnant Hamilton Turner in... Um, Employee guest. I also have another Hamilton Turner in story. Ooh, Ooh. go ahead. So uh, in the uh, 80s, it was kind of a... a place where people would would crash and and there was a lot of like uh, transients in -hmm. the Hamilton um, Turner Inn. And um, one story was about uh, a friend of mine who uh, spent a couple of weeks living there. And she would say that she when she went to sleep... Uh, the bed would shake. Oh. And it was one of those things where at first she thought it was a, a question of like loose, you know, bolts or something. Mm-hmm. But after a time, it felt like it was like bucking like a horse. You know, in the middle of the night, she'd wake up and she'd feel like she was being like... Like exorcist style. Like exorcist style. Wow. And, uh, and so she took to like sleeping on the floor. And uh, the last night that she stayed there, she woke up and it was a, a wrought iron bed frame. And the foot of the bed frame was right next to her head. And she was on the other side of the room. Shut up. And she was like, I think that thing was trying to stomp my head. And I was just like, oh my God, whatever happened to it? So years later, I'm talking to a man who has in his possession this bed that he calls the deathbed. And he's like, I've got this bed. It's the deathbed. And, and, and he kind of like talks about this bed that he got out of the Hamilton Turner Inn. And I was like, why is it so weird? He's like, well, it's a wrought iron bed. And I was like... Really? You know, I have a, a friend who said that she slept on a red iron bed in the Hamilton Turn Inn, and he's like, did anything happen? He's like, yeah. It, it, it bucked, and it, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it turns out that the bed frame, the headboard of the bed frame and the, the footboard were pulled up from a cemetery gate, a family gate. And turned into a bed. Are you kidding so me? The, the, Super dope idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, they turned a family plot's wrought iron gate into a bed. What in the world? What in the Savannah tarnation is that? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's crazy. Oh my God. That's wild. These people are wild. If you ever wondered why Savannians are the way they are, that, you know... Goodness yeah. gracious. Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, that's uh, horrifying, you know. Um, never have been afraid of a bed before, but that's a new go. one. Have we talked about the pirate's house? Uh, 
We have not. Br- have we really? Briefly? Strangely enough, I think. I think we mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's time to to tell a, a pirate tale story or two because I mean, another we, wall person, we, another Wally. We can't. Yeah, another Wally. I mean, <laughs> honestly, we can't. We can't have a Savannah haunted podcast without. At least having well, talk about the pirate. Well, sure. no, I, I mean, the pirate house is is celebratedly haunted, and 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 usually, um, at the top of most people's like things to see. Yeah, gotta in downtown go, Savannah, do. gotta go, gotta see. Um, it's a difficult sell the pirate's house because it has a, a dubious history. You know, um, it was the site of the um, trustees' garden, and the whole concept of Savannah originally in its building was that they were going to have mulberry trees and get silkworms and they were going to uh, create a new silk route. Hmm. But the humidity of Savannah was not conducive to silkworms. It didn't really help. Um, and and they, they couldn't get the crop that they wanted. So that whole area kind of fizzled out as the experimental gardens and a person put up a, a tavern of sorts. And that tavern became a, a hot spot for pirates. The problem is Savannah's relationship with pirates is very hard to nail down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while Charleston has very dedicated uh, um, records of all the pirate activity, and they did that incredible pirate purge in the uh, early 1700s. um, (laughs) Spoilers for anybody who's watching our flag means death. Um, (laughs) the, uh, The truth of Savannah's pirates is still very clouded in mystery because what we know or what we what we tell is that the pirate's house itself a tavern where pirates would go oftentimes they would shanghai or take people through the tunnels towards the the river where they would put them on a ship and when they woke up when they came to they were pirates they were now you know out there um, this indeed did not exist back then no (laughs) (laughs) this was pirate recruiting 101 uh so yeah, he's like, how you feeling? You're strong? Have a drink. Yep. Bonk. Take him out of the ship. <laughs> yeah, it, and that happened a lot. So. And, and because the method of getting somebody onto the boat involved cracking them in the head, you know, they get them drunk and then they hit them really hard. Many of those people didn't make it. You know, just, and so the tunnel was, you know, littered with bodies that wow. didn't make it to the boat. Yo, ah, you hit him too hard. It's like, I'm sorry. You know? I love your pirate voice. Oh, I, I spent a lot of time working on my pirate voice. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's excellent. It's a solid um, pirate voice. And so when I, when I first came to Savannah, the, uh, the story, and I think people probably still tell this story, is that it is haunted by Captain Flint, who is the captain who buried the treasure of Treasure Island. Oh. And Captain Flint, in the book Treasure Island, dies. In the pirate house in Savannah, they actually say that he died. Cool. Yeah, uh, Captain Flint. Di- no uh, Captain Flint died in the Savannah. They died. He died in Savannah, and so that became like this big point. As a matter of fact, if you go to the pirate's house, you'll see like pages of uh, Treasure Island on the wall, and the story being that Robert Louis Stevenson heard the stories of pirates and listened to them and knew about Savannah and the pirate's house, and you know it, it's it's a it's a big back and forth, and so he created the story, and. Um, and the the last words of Captain Flint was uh, "Bring aft the rum, bring aft the rum, young Darby." Uh, young Darby being the first mate. So, "Bring aft the rum" is something that people state they hear, you know, being shouted in the oh. upper rooms because he died, you know, sickly uh, 
in, in one of the upper rooms. The problem was uh, Captain Flint's not real. Captain Flint was a creation oh. of Robert Louis Stevenson, um, which kind of creates a hiccup in the storytelling. <laughs> uh, however, it was a convalescence place. A, a lot of sailors probably died in that building. And to think that a pirate would call out for rum is not you know, uh, without yeah. merit. So it, it, it comes back to us. It's like, which came first? The ghost or the ghost story? You know, were people telling the ghost story long enough for a ghost to just assume wow. its position? Mm -hmm. Because it, it's kind of along the lines of saying, you know, this place is, you know, haunted by Mickey Mouse. And having people like, oh, I saw a giant mouse. You know, was, you know, I saw these big round black ears over there. Yeah, so uh, it, 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 it is one of those things, but the building itself is so full of, and when I first moved here, you used to be able to go down into the pirate tunnels, but they, uh, they had to shut it down because it was unstable. But they would let you like take a good like six to ten feet into the tunnel. You'd be like, "This is where you know they were saying hi." And and I, I want to say when I went in, there was a plastic skeleton on the ground, which is like, mm, "That's mm, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know." Is that a good idea? <laughs> it's, that's interesting that people say they've seen him up mm -hmm. in the upper areas because I have seen a elderly man spirit. Up in the, I want to say it's like the window, the furthest to the right. That is the that is the room. Yep, that is, that, <laughs> so, that is the room that everybody says that uh, you know the captain died in. Well, you know, I don't feel like he would have been a captain because he looks kind of ragged. Um, I've always thought he looked sickly and like you know. Well, the story of whoever it is is this was long past his prime, long past his seafaring days, and he just drank himself to death in a bar where he could tell his old stories and he lived wow. in the boarding rooms up, upstairs and passed away. And what a lot of people don't realize is that on the same plot of land was St. Julian house <laughs> was, uh, you know, uh, because that house was moved from that area, um, you know, on logs over to its current home on yep. St. Julian street. But people think that, that that was a part of the haunting of that house too, yeah. was that a lot of, um, it was kind of like a, a place where sailors went, mm -hmm. uh, especially in like their retirement years. And especially when it was all, it was all coming to an end. Um, and that raises all these questions too, of, yeah. of what Savannah's relationship to pirates really was because Savannah was founded in 1733. Uh, and that was kind of after what we considered to be the golden age of pirates. There are still pirates. There are plenty of pirates. Pirates are still, mm -hmm. you know, a thing. And and technically, they started becoming privateers around that time. So the claims of pirate house and being a pirate place, they're dubious because it kind because people hearken to, um, you know, Blackbeard mm -hmm. and uh, and all these things. But the truth of the matter is, Blackbeard was was dead for almost twenty years prior to Savannah's founding. And then Savannah's founding does not mark the actual Pirate's House building because it used to be the greenhouse for <laughs> the trustees' garden. So we're talking about even further away from the history of okay. the pirates of the area. However, the mouth of the Savannah River being this huge inlet from the, from the ocean, all of these places right there on a bluff where mm -hmm. you could pull up a ship and anchor and be safe from prying eyes of the ocean if the... You know, East India Trading Company is going up and down the Atlantic Ocean. They cannot see you 
on these little inlets. But these little inlets are huge enough for big ships to go into and hide. Sure. So this area is a dream for pirates. As a matter of fact, I think I, I've spoken about this on, on, on the podcast before that the, um, the Treasure Island was called Salt's Island. Salt's Island was the actual name of Treasure I- The island itself was Salt's Island. Salt's it island. turns out that Oatland Island, its original name, was Salt Island. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And, and it was like one of those things where it's like, how interesting, <clears throat> I wonder, you know, in, in, in Robert yeah. Louis Stevenson talking these stories, you know, was there a, a place where, you know, and oddly enough, pirates didn't bury their treasure. <laughs> that, that's kind of a... Uh, a myth of piracy um, because they liked their treasure and they spent their treasure. And they, you know, they were like, ah, saving account. You know, that's, <laughs> you know, no. they weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't that, that keen on it, but what they would treasure is safety. Yeah. What they would treasure yep. is a place to hide. And what they would treasure is a home. So, you know, there's, there is this, this notion. Aww. Yeah, I that, just wanted a home. That uh, and, and so Salt's Island, uh, Oatland Island, has a lot of interesting stories to it uh, that don't fit anything we know about it. But uh, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I wonder if that, if yeah. if, if the stories of pirates of Savannah are 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 far more cloaked and secret. And gosh, we talk about this a lot. Savannah, its history is a mystery. It it, it mm-hmm. is layered with things that they just didn't tell anybody. Yep. They're just like, oh. no, let's not talk about it. Because, you know, uh, the uh, the big story of the Pirate's House and its success was Savannah's original prohibition was no hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. There was no hard alcohol in Savannah. There were no slaves in Savannah until the 1750s. It was against the law. Uh, lawyers, no lawyers allowed uh, in, in Savannah. And my favorite was it was no hard alcohol, no lawyers, no slaves, um, and no Catholics. Were were the were, were the four prohibitions of, of no Savannah. Catholics? Yeah, it was a thing. It was just it was no thing. Catholics. No Catholics. Catholics. And wow. the reason that they put was it makes men lazy. Cat Catholicism. Yes, all those things make men lazy. Okay, it's I, weird. It's a weird. It's flex. a weird take. It's yes. a weird flex. Yeah. But it, it was one of those things where it's like people need to work and contribute yeah. to society. The society that they contribute to needs to be internal not the church not the you know yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't make it, yeah it, it makes people not work for the good of each other sure, sure. Mm-hmm. um and very bizarre and strange but it, that prohibition ended but in that period of time that's where rum running became this oh. huge thing and that's what i think the pirate's house really represents is the the fact that when you put a prohibition on something Someone will always come up with a come around, you yeah, know, with yeah. A, with 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 a come up with some way to get it done, and so the pirates' house was a rum running house, and rum and pirates are intrinsically linked, mm-hmm. and so that is where I think its most likely connection is. Where do you sell rum at a premium? So people were, you know, pirates were were bringing rum in to sell at a high cost. You know, to people who couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. What were you going to say? I was going to say, um, basically, uh, just to clarify, the Pirate's House was not a, like, friendly kind mm-hmm. of tavern. You <laughs> didn't want to go there. Um, it was a very seedy place uh, because a lot of times when you come to Savannah, they paint it in this way <laughs> that is like, oh, it was a fun pirate tavern and, like, there's, like, lots of partying going on. It was not fun. It was dirty, it smelled horrible, and the people were rough. Um, But 
they also have their own Wally kind of story. Oh, yes, uh, they because do. Absolutely. Basically, uh, with the Shanghais and whatnot, they, like Chris said, didn't always go as planned. And also, there was a time where like the local law enforcement um that the very small little bit of it that they had started picking up on people mysteriously disappearing from the pirate's house and so they went in one night to kind of just look around um and basically they had already prepped this guy to go down through the tunnels like they had already you know like drugged him bonked him all that you know and they, had, they were stuck with this body, and they didn't want to get caught with a drunken, passed-out guy. So they decided they were going to hide him into a secret wall compartment. But the issue was is they never came back for him. And so he oh, stayed wow. in the wall, and he actually woke up at one point. What? Yeah, he woke up at one point until... So basically, they were doing some kind of work on the wall or whatever. And again, another skeleton fell out of the wall uh, because that happens a lot. In Savannah? Yeah, it happens a lot in Savannah. But they looked on the inside of the, the wood that he would have been that would have been facing him and there were scratch marks oh, from him trying to claw his way out of the wall. Oh. And so uh yeah, that's uh wow. they have their own Wally. Um but that's crazy. That also is another reason of like if you don't know how bad it would have smelled back then, the stench of a rotting body in the wall didn't stop anybody from going no. there. Yeah. So um yeah. Well, they've got rum. They've got they've, rum. They've got rum. Um are the tunnels that y'all are talking about like are they filled up? So yeah, everything's sealed off. You, I don't I think, think you if can, you go down into the basement of, and I think they do let you go down there. You can see yeah. the ingress, mm-hmm. but they did seal it, well, and then the outlet. these things because so it's dangerous. A lot. It's of very times. dangerous, and and <laughs> and reckless people go running in. <laughs> yeah. Well, reckless people should be able to sign something and then go running in. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but so, you can't stop people from breaking it. Is the thing, and that that's what true. happened to all the tunnels downtown. There used to be when I first moved here. There were three major entrances. I, I've been down in tunnels in Savannah. Um, they're all cemented in now, mm. and I even went with a news reporter to the historic society to find the original maps. Mm-hmm. They were pulled. The original wow. maps that show you of they were. the entrance of the tunnels are are not accessible to public. I think you know official people can look at them, but like when you're just looking through the maps, you're not going to find the ones that are like here was the egress to because they were commerce tunnels. Yeah. So it was like here's the entrance to the Broughton Street Tunnel. Here's the entrance to because the Broughton Street Tunnel's entrance was um, in City Market. There was a City Market like caveat there. Sure. And it was like, oh, you, you just go in. You know, you just climb in and, and go there. Uh, and the one thing I can say about the tunnels at the time, this was in the early 90s, um, I've never seen so many roaches in my entire oh life. Oh, God. So oh God. many roaches. Like, literally, the, the ground was like a, a moving carpet. And I was uh, like, oh. I was like, oh, it's palmetto bugs. Oh, oh man, God. it's like cr- the end of Creep Show. Yeah, yeah. yes, oh. it was very like, much like that. The, that's like the, that's like one of my favorite like short films is the I, end of Creep Show. That would have killed me oh. quite literally. I'm very allergic to cockroaches, gonna, so mm. that would have actually deceased me. I am going to make a promise to our listeners right now that if we can make this podcast big enough to where all three of us make a really, really good amount of money, enough to renovate those tunnels and open them back up to the public. There's no renovation. I will do it. There's no renovation. They Anything literally filled it done. with cement. No, I know, but we will uncement it. No, and you, we will, <laughs> we will uh, 
Cement okay. can be broken. No, it can't. A, uh, because of the nature of how they did it. B, the rest of the tunnels are sewers. They were turned into the sewage system that of sucks. Savannah. Oh, you told me that. Yes. <laughs> you, uh, where do you think the toilet goes when you flush it? All right, then the pirate's house. That's what we're doing. Yeah, we can probably yes. actually unseal the pirate's house for everybody. Try to figure that out because I want to say somebody was in the in in the planning <laughs> stages of reinforcing they the need, tunnel. Yeah. Um, because no one actually knows exactly where it goes. Sure. Because everyone supposes, like, if you went down, so sorry, this is going to be weird for anybody listening. Um, Bay Street runs down and then goes like down a little bluff at the very yep. far yeah on east the back of President, President Street. Yeah. Right into President yeah. Street. That is where the tunnel seemingly would come out. Uh, and if you look, mm-hmm. you can actually see like brick wall and things like that. And so, so the story of it coming down to the river might be a little exaggerated. It might yeah. have just gone through the bluff and then they carried it over where Bay Got Street is. Got to close is. enough. Got to close enough. Yeah. But some people say that there was an elbow that went under um, East oh. Broad. And that's how so they do it. So it turned and went under East Broad. And then, because if you go down to River Street, along Factors Walk, you'll see many like doorways bricked up mm-hmm. and many like oh. arches bricked up. And they're like, that's what happened is you could go down, turn, turn, and then come out on Factors Walk, which is much wow. closer to where the boats would have been. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, if it's possible, I will do it. That that is that is a worthwhile investigation because I do yes. think yes. that those tunnels are probably intact. Cool. Yeah, I feel like they were just kind of just blocked up and that was Yeah, I, yeah. I want to say yeah. like if you go down, you should be able to see because I think it's just wood. I think it's yeah. just like a wooden wall inset, I think. I okay. haven't been down there in ages. All right. Well, tell me about the um, Mercer Williams house. Is it haunted? So there's legends of it um, being haunted. And a lot of people like to say it's Jim Williams that haunts it. Um, that's probably. that's yeah. I, it, Well, you know, know, it's not unlikely. I I, it's not terribly unlikely. I mean, there's I two deaths happened in that house. In the you same know, Danny spot. Danny Hansford and uh, Jim Williams both died in the same spot. Wow. Yeah. And some people believe that Jim Williams was actually um, dusted. He was actually... Uh, a, a, a voodoo death curse was put on him mm-hmm. for what? yeah for exposing yeah. the voodoo culture around here whoa yeah yeah i mean and that's 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 the underground whispery whispery was that and dusting is a, is a terrifying thing apparently it is a poison made of i think mushrooms a, a, a variety of them but you you basically take it and you put it on doorknobs or you put it on something that the person would touch and then over time it'll seep in and and kills you in a manner that does not fully makes sense the toxology doesn't really come back um and the, i think the scariest thing is they say that they get children to do it they, mm. they like have children go and just like dust things and no one suspects the child yeah walking around and just like you know with a little with handkerchief a little, or something yeah. And, yeah. And, and and puts the dust on 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 uh surfaces um and of course that is local legend that's you know uh but I, I find it interesting because a lot of those reports of what actually killed sure. Jim mm-hmm. Williams, you know, there's an argument about, you know, was it a stroke? Was it a heart attack? Was it, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you know um, pneumonia, I think was another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, all, but he did die, like, in the same room, in the same place as Danny Hansen. It was really bizarre because he got out of jail um, because he, he got off on a technicality. And so he had been out of jail for six months at this point before he died. And it was just very bizarre that 
you know, he would end up falling, like literally collapsed in that same spot where Danny Hansford was shot mm-hmm. by him. And so, spoiler alert, if you haven't read Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> if you haven't by now, it's, you know, it's but been you should, out. You, you should, should if you really, if you really like Savannah. It's, 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 it, it is a great interpretation of Savannah. It is. You know, it, it, it gives you the flavor of Savannah. And these are real people in general. These are all real, real people. I, I've, I've known several of the characters from the book yeah. in, in, in my time living here. And Jim Williams is just an awful human being. He regardless. was pretty terrible. Yeah. He was pretty terrible. Like, I remember, this is just a side tangent, just to give you a little background of um, a local account of Jim Williams. Um, one of our friends, a former co-worker of mine, and also one of our actor, former actors of the Savannah Underground, he, uh, he's an elderly man. And his wife has worked at Clary's, well, worked at Clary's for most of her life. And so she told um, Richard that basically uh, anytime Jim Williams would come in, nobody wanted to serve him. He, uh, like, it it was a fight of like, oh, you're going to have to take Jim because he was just so nasty and so rude to people that, yeah, that nobody wanted to take his table. Even though he obviously, you know, was pretty wealthy, he didn't tip, he did not tip well. And he was just so awful to the employees at Clary's that they were just like, absolutely not. So that's just a background of him. But regardless, it was so bizarre that he would die in the same spot, especially because there had been rumors of them being lovers or things like Mm -hmm. that. And so a lot of people like to think that because he took, or like because um, he claimed that he was being haunted by Danny, um, you know, and things like that. And so some people like to say that Danny is the reason that he died because he was like seeking revenge as a spirit almost. Um, And so he's like, because you took my life, I'm going to take your life. And now you're going to have to haunt this place. That's the logic behind the haunting. Uh, But if you go to the Mercer Williams house and because Jim Williams, sister runs the home now, she will absolutely just not talk about anything. She doesn't want to talk about the murder. She doesn't want to talk about the movie or the, the book. She doesn't want to talk about, you know, how he died, where he died, nothing of the sort. They will never say that it's haunted. That's crazy because, like, that's why everyone comes. And exactly. That's why everyone goes. She hates it. She, she hates it. Yeah. She hates it. She will sh- shout at any tour wow. that is there. That is all lies. These are all lies. Mm-hmm. And that's really? her prerogative. It is her, her home. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And and even, so Jim Williams also had a story of the house um, that apparently before he moved in, because Jim Williams basically renovated houses, so he would move yep. into a house and and renovate them. And and during the renovation process, he heard, he found out that a child, a boy, had climbed to the roof of the house and fallen off of it, mm. and and hit the fence, the wrought iron fence outside. And um, he literally would go outside to look for the broken piece of fence, and then he was like, "This is where the kid fell," and and he would he would tell this story often. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it was one of those, well, that, that feels urban legendy, but mm-hmm. there is a newspaper article out there about the kid who, you know, it was kids playing and the house was abandoned. Yeah. And so, you know, they climbed up on the roof, they're playing on the roof, kid falls off the roof. You know, tragedy, absolutely. But definitely one of those things that's like, oh, this house is, is, is marked. Because yeah. Jim Williams also, mm-hmm. the, the spirit that he claimed haunted him in the St. Julian Street house. Yep. Um, he remarked as a giant bearded man. Mm-hmm. He said that that bearded man followed him to the the Mercer Williams house, the Mercer house. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and he would say that he could hear it like walking 
Yep. You know, on the roof, he thought, like in the attic or on the roof. And then one night he saw it, like standing at the end of his bed, this big mm-hmm. bearded man. Yeah, and Jim Williams' logic um, to handle a ghost was to sleep with a gun under his pillow. Um, <laughs> not kidding. And I'm like... He relied a lot on guns, didn't he? <laughs> not just any gun, a Nazi Luger. Yes. What? Yes. He was a Nazi paraphernalia. That's another thing worth yeah. mentioning. Yes. He collected, he was the single largest private collector of Nazi paraphernalia in the world. Yes. So he had... Not so because many. he was one, but because he found it interesting? I, hard to it's say. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I think the historical significance of it really did appeal to him. But, yeah, famously, uh, they were filming a movie, and he didn't want his house to be shown, so he unfurled one of those yep. giant oh, swastika yeah. flags. Oh, he did. He yeah, did it, do uh, that. that. That, like, hung behind Hitler. Yeah. And his house is directly across from the Mikveh Israel Synagogue, where many Holocaust survivors were. And it was, it was like, you could, yes, have, it is. You could yes. have hung anything. You could have hung anything mm-hmm. and it would have ruined the filming. But what you chose to hang was this giant swastika flag. And it was, I mean, I think there are postcards oh that you can probably God. find of pictures of that. Yeah, it's in, it's in the book. He was really this bad? Like, oh, this yeah. guy yes. was really that bad? Yes. Because I was about to say something nice about him, about mm-hmm. how he, like, uh, did a great job, his, like, being... He did a lot of historic uh, preservation. That's what I'm saying. He, he did do a, I mean, he did that, a great but, job at, he was like, a, keeping Savannah. He was an like antique Savannah. dealer of unparalleled, you know, uh, uh, faculties. Absolutely. He actually had the knife that stabbed Rasputin. The knife that stabbed Rasputin, and he used it as a letter opener. <laughs> God. Bro. This man, he was a character. He was a character. Uh, and, yeah. of course, he uh, very much wanted to be among the Savannah elite. And a lot of people will remark that he had um, Minerva, a voodoo priestess, work with him and, and counsel him on many, many things. And Minerva, A black woman? Yes. Yes. And, mm, and, I don't know if he's not. You know. Well, he, he, it's It's... What he wanted was power. Oh, okay. Yes. What he wanted was power. Sure. Put that into context. Uh, but more so, a lot of people are like, well, you know, everybody thinks that it's so weird that he had this voodoo priestess, but the truth was he was trying to be like the Savannah elite. Mm. All the Savannah elite have a voodoo you know, <laughs> advisor. And I was like, that's, that's a really interesting take, mm-hmm. is that he was trying to keep up with the Savannians because he was, he was originally from Macon, and that, that excluded him. From, oh, yeah. from, oh. the, from the class of Savannians. So there was a whole group of Savannians who looked down on him because he wasn't born in Savannah. Wow, I didn't know that. They're yeah. still like that. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's yeah. true. Yeah, I've been here 30 years and I'm a second class citizen. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm even less. Uh, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're not less. We we feel we feel like this is our home and plenty of people are nice sure. to us. Well, I, don't are- want, I don't want people like, you know, from, you know, uh, uh, Ohio listening to this being like, you know, Savannah's not welcoming to anybody if you go and l- even live oh, there. Oh, no, it's no, very no. hospitable. It's super hospitable. It's a great <laughs> but city. But you're not you're a not Savannian. <laughs> they don't consider us Savannians because no. we were not born here. Who cares what they, are they the, are they the judge and jury? Absolutely not. I'm a Savannian. They, they are. I wasn't born here. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, but regardless, that is a different Topic for a different, different day. conversation. <laughs> um, but yes. So Jim Williams, though, he is just like just a bizarre human being. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was still lingering, even just in a residual manner oh, sure. in the home. He's highly impactful. Yes. Because mm-hmm. people do experience things in the Mercer Williams house, 
but I don't know of any that are like, no, that could be because, you know, of the family being like, keep it hush, hush. Mm -hmm. If you do have something going on, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why I haven't heard more paranormal experiences come out of the Mercer Williams house, but. It's very tight lipped. Yes. And you can take a tour of the the house. I just don't mention anything that we just mentioned. Um, (laughs) (laughs) When you take the tour. uh, That's very true. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't Um, ask questions when you go there. Just you you can keep it to yourself. Yeah. Just know what happened. Um, And just wait because people will ask and it doesn't have to be you. (laughs) It's true. It's true. All right. I want to end out the episode with one, with one more question. Um, And I feel like the Victorian district doesn't get a lot of love. Mm. Like we're so focused. Everyone is. It's not just us. It's so focused on the downtown area are there any good ghost story uh, any haunted houses in the victorian district that just like just for because we have about we have about five ten minutes left is there anything that comes to mind that you could tell a story about the victorian district and maybe we can have a full episode on the victorian district there is a house on it's i guess it's technically the victorian district 34th street yes um so it's 34th and barnard um so so there's a house there And basically, um, I want to say like a month ago, I had a guest come and take my tour and he had moved away from Savannah, but that was the house he lived in. He was like, oh, he's like, I have to, again, people tell me their ghost stories, um, unprovoked. And so, (laughs) um, this guy, he's like, oh, I got to tell you about my house that I lived in. I was like, okay, where's your house? And he was like, it was on 34th and Barnard and all these wild things would happen where basically like they would always hear people running throughout the halls. They'd hear screaming. They would feel people like push them or, uh, like, you know, pull on their clothes, pull hair, things all like that. And he would always see this woman um, in the house and whatnot. And he's like, I, you know, he's like, the house was crazy. Um, And so I decided to look into it some more. And he found out that in the 80s, I want to say, or the 70s, one of the two, uh, a woman was murdered inside the home. And he's like, I think it's her. And she is like so angry that people are there living in a house that like was so awful, like where this awful thing happened to her that she's been trying to push people out ever since. The oddest thing though, was two weeks after this man told me this, I have two guests who are locals who uh, were, again, unprovoked, tell me their ghost story. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This happens to me weekly. And so um, she was like, yeah, you know, I came to take this tour because I wanted to learn more about ghosts because we live in a haunted house. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, do you live in Savannah? And she was like, yeah, we live over off of 34th Street. And I was like, oh my God. And uh, she's telling me, and it was uncanny, the exact same experiences that the man two weeks before told me. And I was like, your house isn't off of Barnard Street, is it? And she's like, yes, it is. I'm like, well, I hate to be the one to tell you this. Um, But there was a woman who was murdered in your house back in the 80s or 70s. Because again, I can't remember which one it was. But, and she was like, that would make so much sense because ever since we've moved in, it felt like there was a woman, we'd see this woman and it felt like she didn't want us there. So I feel like that's a story. That's the only reason why I know that story is because for some reason I'd have the two homeowners come to see me yeah, in a two-week two succession. Area, so that area is strife with violence because in the 80s, 
in the 70s and 80s on 32nd Street, right in that generalized area, was basically a drug kingpin of mm-hmm. Savannah. And he lived there and the police used to like work for him basically. And they would, you know, uh, the story would be that he would sit on his porch on 32nd street and police would cruise by, roll down their window and he will throw a $20 bill wrapped around a silver dollar from his porch into their car. And they would go and have lunch and just leave business be business. But he used a lot of force to scare Mm -hmm. neighbors out and fill his little community with his lieutenants. You know, he gave homes to all of his, you know, uh, associates. And so I do remember that there were at least three murders linked, but the investigations went nowhere. Mm. And it was like, why did the investigations go nowhere? And then we learned that. And (laughs) when I was working for the Savannah Morning Press, we were like uncovering the story bit by bit uh, where there was apparently a cadre of police that were like in league with this one guy on 32nd street. So that's interesting. I wonder if that's, that's, it probably was. It probably, I mean, if it's around the same area, I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah. So that happens very often that people will move into a place and find out that somebody was killed inside their house or, you know, their house was involved in something of that nature, especially during the eighties. Cause Savannah was rough. Um, at at a period of time, very rough. You know, especially during uh, a certain drug lord's reign. Yes, that's right. Um, we won't mention. We won't it. name. <laughs> yeah. No naming names, but yeah. yes. Uh, and what's interesting is even the the most famous drug lord, quote unquote, was actually an underling. Uh, the the people who 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 operated and and kind of uh, organized all of Savannah's crime, they're very hands off and they're very hard to to nail down or prosecute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. It was, it was the Wild West. Yeah. It absolutely was. Even like uh, I, I moved to Savannah in the early night, like 92, 93, 93. Um, but that put in motion, we were at the tail end of it. And like right now, if you go to Broughton Street, it's like a mall. Mm-hmm. Back then, if you went to Broughton Street, there was a point at which you just didn't go because you could get shot. And there used to be nightly gunfights across the street. I think it was called like the Unicorn Club and... Uh, tropical paradise maybe there were two nightclubs and they used to shoot at each other across the street of Broughton you know and it was just a common thing mm-hmm. that people from one nightclub would shoot at people at the other good nightclub. lord but yeah so um that woman was like I'm glad to know who <laughs> who the woman is mm-hmm. but uh she's like of course we bought the murder house and so <laughs> um so yeah but thank you guys so much for listening to this. If there was any house that we didn't cover that you want us to talk more about, um, definitely shoot us over a uh, suggestion. Also, make sure to send us those stories if you have them. Uh, we definitely want to read those and do live reactions to them. So uh, definitely, if you have a story, send it on over. But with that, thank you guys again. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And stay spooky, y'all. <laughs>